Hello and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer, and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice, and at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I'm chatting with Jochen. Jochen was born in Romania and raised in Austria. We met in a cafe, socially distanced, so you will hear some cafe sounds. Actually, louder sounds than anticipated, so this is a real test of your listening skills. We chatted about building and giving presentations, the problems with direct translations, and using your emotions when speaking. But I started by asking Joachim to tell me a little bit about himself. Okay, well, uh, my name is Joachim Vogel, and uh, currently I'm working for the city of Helsinki as a project planner. Uh, but I also do quite a bit of coaching. I have my own small company focusing on mainly on interpersonal skills, soft skills. Tell me, when did you start learning English? Was it at school or university? I, I was in primary school, maybe 10 years old, when we first got introduced to, to the English language. Um, in Austria, you, you don't really have otherwise opportunities if your parents don't really force it or, or help you to do so. Because you, you have the luxury or the problem, however you see it, that all the TV shows are adapted to German. And it's just, you know, English is not very... I mean, it's very common to learn it in school, but otherwise you don't have any reasons to, to use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so after school, did you continue studying? I did, yeah. Still, like, continuing everything in, in German, of course, until I moved actually here and I finished my studies here then it, how do you use English now in your working day? Well, actually, I use English pretty much 24 hours a day. Okay. <laughs> like it's, uh, I use it with my wife, so we, we speak English together. Uh, I use it at work. Um, I use it as a coach, so it's actually much more difficult for me to coach in my mother tongue, which is German, than in English, since I just build everything up in English. Yeah. Many of the things, especially when I have professional thoughts or work-related thoughts, they usually come in English. As a learner, what do you think is easy about English? Well, I think it's, it's generally an, um, an easy language to learn, probably one reason why so many people speak English. Uh, I th- and I also think the, the easy part or the nice part about English is that you very quickly come to a level where you can actually communicate. Uh, even on professionally, so I've been in, in business meetings, in sales meetings, in workshops, uh, I've been coaching people who had actually very low English skills, but it's still enough to understand and to get something productive done. And I think that's something you can't really do with other languages no. in that sense. So it's, um, I think that that's the easy part, you just can come quickly on a level where you can use it, and that I guess once it is usable, it's so much easier to improve. You have so many opportunities to to be uh, exposed to English. Absolutely. So then the opposite question would be, what do you find difficult about about, English as a language? Well, I think partly what makes English easy also makes it difficult in a sense that since you quickly arrive at a level where you can really use it, you don't necessarily have the need to 
improve it farther. That's why you have, for example, many businessmen who earn well, who are in great positions, but their their English is limited. That's why you like listen to to business presentations and other present where you think, hey, that could be actually much better. But there is per se, not necessarily a need for it because you can live and work with a specific English skill that doesn't have to be too high. Mm-hmm. And I think that then makes it maybe a bit, or it, it requires self-discipline and own initiative to actually get better if you don't really have to do it. Let's think about language skills then within yeah. a presentation. What problems, issues, if any, do people find with the language that they want to use? Well, I think I have it, I mean, obviously not with native speakers, but uh, I've been coaching German startups occasionally to, to pitch at Slush, which is a big business event, uh, and usually the, the business language is English. And what you found is that people are kind of scared to, to switch from the mother tongue to, to a different language. So that's the one part. Where, where I see challenges, people uh, presenting in English if it's not the mother tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part, again, is that they don't understand to build up the presentation completely new. They just translate everything one-to-one, which doesn't necessarily then sound as it should sound. Or, or it, it sounds exactly like it is, you know, like you take a text and you put it into Google Translate and then you just repeat it. And again, I think here it just requires some work. And I think it also goes to, to the point that, hey, if, if you want to have a presentation, you want to give a complete package, mm-hmm. right? It should be entertaining, it should be communicative, it should be uh, content-rich, but it should also it should also sound professional. Right. And, and if you're not willing to do that, kind of considering what you're saying and, and improving those sentences step by step, then I just see that there is a problem you have giving a presentation that just doesn't sound how it could sound or should sound. Yeah. I think this is a really, really important point, this idea of direct translation from yeah. your mother tongue to English. Are there any tips that you give people when you hear this and you think, oh, no, no, this doesn't sound so... Well, one tip I, which I notice myself, actually, and I still notice, is that I think if we listen to ourselves... It sounds much better and much more familiar than, you know, if I listen to a recording of mine or, or a workshop. So usually I tell people, record when you're practicing. Record it. First of all, see what you think about it. Does it really sound like you would like it to sound? Uh, and also ask objective people uh, and hear what they are saying. Uh, and then just work on that. Are there any particular words that you like to use to give your clients more confidence or I think because sometimes it's not just about the vocabulary it's about the expression so it's sometimes yeah. if people are speaking at the only one tone uh, yeah, yeah. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean certainly that's what I uh, what I try to do when I communicate uh, is to not to sound monotone when I coach I try to play quite a bit with emotions for example so I think that especially when you go to a workshop it's a bit like a cinema experience, you know. It's not just about content. I, I could give them then a book to read. But, but they come to a workshop because they want to experience something. Do you have any favorite words you like to use in your presentations? I, what I like to do is I like to play with, with words if possible. So, I don't know, for example, in, in leadership workshops, I, I like to tell that, what is it, lack of communication leaves, leaves plenty of room for interpretation. You know, mm. like things like that that, that actually 
prove a point and they easily stick, but no favorite word per se. Yeah. So think about your English then. What skills of yours, vocabulary, grammar, pronunciation, punctuation even, what would you improve if you could? Let's see. <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, it takes quite a bit of objective, honest objectivity mm-hmm. to what I really would advise people to do and advise myself to do and should do more often is to actually pay attention to the way we are speaking, maybe having some some vocal exercises, uh, thinking about the punctuation, thinking about our breaks and the breathing. So what, what I notice with many people, including myself, is that actually when I prepare for a workshop, the way I speak is probably one of the last things I, I really consider. Okay. I think about content, I think that, think about how I can make the workshop interactive, I think about jokes, I think about great exercises, but I hardly ever sit down and practice, you know, really with the full focus on, on my vocal cords and, and my language. Mm-hmm. And I, I one experience, I took once four lessons with a vocal coach and shortly after I had a webinar and, and one feedback I got from one of the organizers was, oh, Jochen, you have such an amazing voice, like your voice is so clear. <laughs> to be fair, that's the only time I, I got that feedback and it was just when I really had those sessions and I also paid attention to the way I was speaking and, and the vocabulary I used. Do you remember what the coach said to you that was helpful? Well, we went through some, uh, I think, breathing exercises uh, some uh, the way how you can play with with your uh, vocals and your tonation. I had to prepare some some presentation by really thinking, you know, while preparing, thinking about the language I use, thinking about the breaks, and and uh, those were mainly the things we did. But I think overall the the main part was that I just paid consciously attention to my language. Uh, Final question then: What advice would you give an English learner to help them? Well, it depends. I mean, if you want to learn English for social purposes, just use it, right? Uh, you will always, we always make mistakes, uh, but that should never stop us from actually learning it. And again, there are so many opportunities nowadays, whether it's YouTube, Netflix, HBO. Mm-hmm. Stop watching TV shows or series in your own language, but use the, use the original English language. Uh, read books in English, but again, just, just use it. If you want to use it on a professional way and now coming, you know, focusing particularly on presentations, I think you should just start to respect and understand language as one of the puzzle pieces you need in order to give a great presentation. Great advice from Jochen. Stop watching TV in your original language and just use English. It's also useful to think about language, as Jochen said, as a piece of the presentation puzzle. So, this episode's pronunciation tip is about intonation. The best thing about speaking English is that it's not just about the vocabulary you learn. It's an expressive language. So it's not a flat language where your ability to use wonderfully exaggerated phrases, impress with intricate nuances and exquisite eloquence shows you are good at English. It's an up and a down language, an energetic language. So a lot of meaning is lost if your tone, intonation is expressionless. When speaking, 
It's best to identify the important words in each sentence and give them as much energy as possible. A good way to practice this is with the following sentence. I didn't say now. Four words, as didn't is a contraction of did and not. But how many different meanings can we hear if we stress the words differently? Hmm. The answer is four. First, I didn't say now, meaning it wasn't me. Second, I didn't say now, meaning I said something else. Third, I didn't say now, meaning I only suggested it. Finally, I didn't say now, meaning I meant later. So, find the most important words in each sentence and give that word more energy. Try saying, I didn't say now, and change which word you stress. Over to you to practice. So there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage, so take a look. Join me next time for more pronunciation tips, more advice, and, most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to Jochen, and, for her music, a massive thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlyle. Bye for now. Thank you.